And Lord, we release that chain-breaking power <laughs> to come across this room here this morning in Jesus' name. And there's many that are here right now. I, hear, I felt like there's a lot of fear going on. And Lord, I just ask you to break off fear off those that have fear hanging on them. It's probably time to step into a minute of just trying to go for it and uh, release um, the breaker spirit that can can take those things off of you. I'm not for sure who all that is here this morning, but Lord, we just stand against fear in Jesus' name. Those that are being tormented by fear, we tell you to go in Jesus' name. Tell it to go. If fear is bothering you, just say, fear, go in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath and blow it out. Go in Jesus' name. You're not welcome here. You've spoke lies to, to the believers. We've listened. Lord, forgive us for listening. Doubt and unbelief, we tell you to go in Jesus' name. Any spirit of the airways that's trying to affect this, in Jesus' name, we tell you to go in Jesus' name. This is your service, Lord. This is your service. We just bless you, Lord, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you can be seated. Just say welcome. I'm so glad that you're here this morning. It's a good day to praise the Lord, is it not? I just um, wanted to share something with you. I've been reading in Romans, and that's hmm, something to trudge through. And um, But... I just got stuck on a scripture where it's talking about how that, um, and I don't even know if I can find it, but yeah, the, the whole creation is waiting eagerly for the children of God to be revealed, that glory in us. Well, you know, it's saying the creation. So that's not saying that it's going to be revealed when we get there. So it's waiting on us. And um, I heard something yesterday that was kind of interesting uh, Lance Wallnau was um, at that original meeting with uh, President Trump whenever, before he began to announce that he was going to run for office. And um, he said it was a whole group of uh, pastors and uh, religious leaders, and they were meeting with him. And, of course, they were trying to bend his ear to do what they wanted. <laughs> Isn't that how we are? And anyway, um, they were trying to, you know, talk to him about, you've got to have this stand about abortion, or you've got to be against the, you know, this crowd or whatever. And they just kept on and on. And um, he said, all of a sudden, he looked at them, and he said, wait a minute. He said, that isn't my job. That's your job to be changing this. And I think, I, I'm not for sure they knew quite what to think about that. But, um, you know, he was prophetic enough, as you could say, that he, he, he had a little more of it figured out even than we are, because we've kind of twisted that. But because we haven't taken those um, spheres of influence, then look where our country has turned, because we've said, let's have revival, and we're all going to stay in this room or in the barn and feel real good and do whatever, and we haven't changed our community. We haven't changed government. We haven't changed the education system, and it's 
taken over and now we're all aghast at what's going on and um, we just got to look at ourselves and say, well, here we are. But don't lose hope because things can be changed. And um, like I said at the Passover service, I really believe that um, at least for this area, I believe that there's many other uh, Christian people that had an ear to hear that had, are rising up and taking those places. And thank you for doing that because I understand that probably there's other things that you'd probably maybe rather do right now than to do city council at Skytook. But you know what? We're going to cover you and uh, we need to pray for him. And not just him, but many others. And I think there's a school board position that's open. So Lord, put the right person into that place. And um, But, you know, just like in that song, it says that there's an army rising up. Well, guess what? That's back to that scripture. That's us. We're the army. And so this is our time not to get defeated and not to be down because this is the time that God has cho chosen us to be in this time and this place to take our proper place. And, hey, who's in? Yeah, let's be in. And um, that's going to look different for all of us, but I, I just, this isn't a time for us to make you comfortable. That's just what I really heard. It is not a time to be comfortable and to pat you on the back and say, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, it's a time to... Put on your armor and let's get it. And um, go watch Braveheart or something and get yourself stirred up, you know. I mean, uh, come in here with my face painted next week. But uh, anyway, speaking of stirred up, uh, next week we have our special guest, Catherine Watsy, going to be here. And uh, the Lord really spoke to me about the ladies' meeting. And, and uh, I urge you ladies to be here at 9 o'clock Saturday morning. Uh, we'll have breakfast, and then uh, Catherine will be speaking with us, and then she'll be here next Sunday morning. And then she'll also be here next Sunday night, and we're going to have a meal and have a service. And Erica was so gracious to volunteer to come and get in your face and ask you what you might want to bring. So... Uh, we're just going to have sandwiches and salads and desserts, and so I ask you to bring your favorite, whatever you like, and sign up with her, and um, we'll have a great time uh, with Catherine. And I know that um, she doesn't just come on a whim. She doesn't just, uh, because she's never just come, it, when I've asked her, and she'll, she's never said, yeah, she says, I'll ask the Lord if I'm to come. And, um, and she always then has a word for us. And I appreciate that. And um, I look forward to the word that she has to release for our body and to you individually. And ladies, I challenge you to be here because last year when we were here with her, it, we had a really a fantastic time with her. And most importantly, we had a fantastic time with Lord because he was released upon us. And um, she's kind of a lady brave heart so she's out uh <laughs> across our across not just the united states but across the world uh praying and tearing down strongholds and that is a calling that's not just for everybody but our calling is to take our stand and lord i do i just want to pray over us lord we do want to be that army that rises up i don't want to just be that person that gets up here and talks about it lord let us put this into 
to action and show us what that looks like. And, and I also heard that man say yesterday that if we don't go out to the nations, they're going to come to us. And our borders are open, and they're coming to us. So, Lord, we show us how to go out and to be that army that you have called us to be. I'm commissioning everyone in here this morning to take their rightful place in Jesus' name, that the glory of God that's in you will be revealed to creation and to the world. And you say, well, well, how can I? God says, yes, you can. That's what I've created you for. I've created you to be my witness, to be my light. So, Lord, show us how to be that, how to be that moving part of you that demonstrates your power. Do we not want that? Let's just raise your hand. Stand with me. Lord, we desire that. We desire to demonstrate your power everywhere we go. Lord, we want to be, and it's not for us, it's for you. Jesus, be glorified. We don't want the creation to be yearning any longer. We want to be at, go out and do and be, Lord. Show us how to do that. Release that upon us. Awaken that to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask the ushers to go ahead and come. We're going to receive the our tithes and offerings, and then I want you to welcome some, um, my mom and dad, and me, we have special guests, came all the way from Ohio just to be here today. So come welcome Mr. Newland, and um, Lord, we just bless you. And Beverly, I'm glad you're here from Bartlesville. Welcome. So Lord, bless the offering, and Lord, just thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Come and bring your tithes and offerings and shake somebody's hand. She's right there.
Well, I'm glad you're here this morning. I want you to meet my friend Dick Newland. Dick, come, come greet the folks. It's such a joy to be here to be. Anyway, I, they, they are responsible. It's their fault that I'm in the ministry. Uh, but I, you know, I've told the story many, many times. But uh, I, it's 15 hours from where I lived here, and I was hauling horses back and forth. And you know, you drive 15 hours, and Gerald comes walking up to your truck instead of instead of saying hello or anything else. He says, "How are you with the Lord?" Gerald, it's been 15 hours in this stupid truck eating fried chicken, and you know, and I wouldn't turn around and go back 15 hours, and you're asking me how I'm doing with the Lord. Well, that happened enough times that he finally, you know, he finally got through to me, and I've, you know, I've served Methodist churches for over the last 30 years. I, one thing I never will forget, and I don't want to take up your time, because you've got the word today, I'm sure, but he, he will fib to you under certain circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. He, he's a horse trader. <laughs> but I, I, he I remember called I need to go day. next. I was, I was still, I was still a lay person in the, in the church, and he says, you know, Newland, I need somebody to come and preach my lay service for me. I was serving a little five-church charge. In all five churches, we might have had 80 people combined. I come trooping out here, okay, yeah, no problem, I can do this. I go walking out, and that service had to have 300 people and a television station in it. And I'm supposed to deliver a message. <laughs> but Gerald, we got through it. You have, you, you have turned me into the Lord's servant, and I praise God for that and all you do. Pray for me. Gracious God, we come to you this day thanking you and praising you for Ascension Church, praising you for the work that is being done here, praising you for the lives that are being changed. Father, we praise you for Angie. We praise you for the growth that we have seen in that shy little girl. Yeah, right, God. Uh, but Father, just remind us that indeed we are your church, that we, that we are your church because you told us, go and make disciples in all nations. Father, we pray that as we walk out of this place that we can make disciples. And Father, making disciples isn't some big movement in, you know, all we love the movement in the barn, we love the movement here and so on. But Father, we make disciples when we look in somebody's eye, when we see the tear, when we see the pain, when we see the hurt, and we can be your hands and feet in the lives of those that we serve, of those we care for. Father, make us this day your hands and your feet. Make us this day your disciples in this room, yes, Father, but more so in the world that you send us out to. Father, we pray for all of this in the holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. I'll tell you what he did. I think he wrote me a letter. He went to church with us. I had a, taught a men's Sunday school class then. And he went home. 
And he wrote me a letter, and he said, I made a decision today, but I thought I should go home and confess it in front of the people I'd be with. That, isn't that good? When you can trade horses and still be friends, it's got to be God. Huh? Well, let me give you some news that isn't good. The witch's number one ministry right now is to take over all children and youth media. They want the kids. They get them young, they'll have them. And the battle that's going on in this nation is over our covenant with God. And the church as a whole has got to get back in covenant with God. And despite all the bad that's going on, two prophetic people that I've heard this week, Dutch Sheets and Johnny Inload, I think are both reputable men, really see... And, and it's interesting, they both come at it from total different angles. But if we'll keep praying and believing God, the things are coming together. And it's like a prophetic word. I don't know if it's six months or if it's six years. But we got to stay in the fight. Because it's no use winning it back. And then we're back to status quo. And Angie has set the stage, and uh, I'm going to challenge you this morning with it. We need to keep praying for uh, the government. We need to keep praying for Donald Trump. And uh, this one world conspiracy is greater than we know. Let me give you a little COVID factor here and that was about depopulating the country let me for every person that went to a hospital in Oklahoma you know how much money that hospital got from the government for just for the COVID not for the hospital bill but just a little extra $291,000. $291,000 for every COVID person. If you went in with a grown, ingrown toenail, you, you might have had COVID. I mean, it was almost that bad. But we just need to keep praying. We heard a report of a doctor got some money in his account. And he said, what is this? And they said, we're going to give you money about this. And he said, I don't want it. I'm telling you, it's to depopulate and pray against the World Health Organization. Who? And they want another pandemic. Plandemic. They want another one. And they want who's a national group President Biden wants them to have control over us if there's a pandemic. So I say no. I speak a demise to who. Let me tell you who. You're going to meet God. And your knee will bow. Your knee will bow.
I'm just so thankful for Jesus and his kingdom. You know, after Jesus' baptism, after the Holy Spirit descended upon him, you remember what was next? Temptation, that's right. Forty days in the wilderness, forty days fast, faced the three temptations from Satan. How'd he rebuke Satan? He spoke the word to him. We got to speak the word to our adversaries. But it says he came back in the power of the Spirit. He came back in the power of the Spirit. And the Lord kept reminding me of, you know, you can forget a verse that you know. 1 Corinthians 4.20 said, The kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. Listen, there's people who just wear you out with their stories and words. They'll even do it about God. Where's the power? Where's the power? He came back full of power. And, and that's what. We've got the power. We've just got to put it on, put it into service. Um, he came back, what he preached? He preached the kingdom. Mark uh, chapter 1, verse 14. I've got several verses, a little verses. Short verses I'm going to read. Some of them they've got for the overhead. Some I didn't give them. Now after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. He almost... Uh, Matthew says it almost the same way. His message was proclaiming the kingdom. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Where was he preaching? He wasn't preaching to a church. He wasn't preaching. There wasn't a church. There were synagogues where the law was being proclaimed. There wasn't a church. He proclaimed the church later. He came preaching the kingdom of God. Whosoever will may come. And that's still the gospel. In fact, in uh, Matthew 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 1, it said that Jesus... And said he went up into the mountain. And when he was sat, when he sat down, oh, well, first it says, and seeing the multitude, he went up into the mountain, took a seat, and it said his disciples came to him. And that's where he began to say, Blessed are the poor in spirit, those verses. He saw the multitude. But the twelve came to him. He was preaching the kingdom. He was, and you know what? The multitudes didn't flock to him to start with. I mean, they they did when they saw the signs, and I, I'm not against the signs. I'm, 
I'm, I call forth signs in here today. Lord, your kingdom. Your kingdom. I'm hearing something else. I'm trying to think how to say it. Lord, just thank you. But he was preaching the kingdom of God. There's still fewer, many come, but fewer chosen. That's the army. That's the army that we're looking for. <clears throat> In that scripture, I mentioned Matthew 5. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7 are known as the, the Beatitudes or the Sermon on the Mount. Those three chapters, <clears throat> that's not where a beginner starts. Those, well, you could start there, but those verses are what a believer is. That's what a believer is supposed to be. That's what, that's more toward the finished product. It's, it's, Interesting when you think about that in that light. But they're really the mindset of what a, let me say this, they're the mindset of what a disciple should be or will be. And I, I want to read some of that. I want to read some out of chapter 6, a few verses. Matthew 6, <clears throat> starting with verse 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. <clears throat> Otherwise, you'll have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. So when you give, say give. When you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you. In other words, hey, everybody look what I'm getting ready to do. You know. Don't do it like the hypocrites do in the synagogue and the streets so they be honored by men. Truly I say to you, they will have their reward in full. In other words, they got their reward right then. But when you give to the poor, say give to the poor. Give to the poor. Well, that means you're what? Maybe give to the poor. And that's a, that's a hard call. And we do help people. And that doesn't just mean the church helps people. I mean, there's a time you to give to the poor. You, you help somebody. But do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving will be in secret and your father does not see what is done in secret. He will reward you. In verse 5 says, When you pray, Started out saying, when you give. Now he says, when you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and on the street corners, so they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they will have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into the inner room, close your door, pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Everybody in here say, Amen. Amen. Okay. I just wanted to see what that sounded like. Okay. <laughs> it was good. Now, it says, when you give, it says, when you pray. Now, I, d I didn't read all the verses on prayer. You know the Lord's prayer is in there. That's where it fits in. Our Father. Now, 
Move down to 16 in the same passage. Whenever you fast, say fast. fast. Do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so they'll be noticed by men when they are fasting. Truly I say to you, they have a reward in full. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Well, I had been planning on asking you to join me in a fast. And then our Catholic brother brought it up also. And I thought that was so neat. And I so I blessed Tony and I appreciate his free spirit and we've challenged him in so many ways, you know. And in fact he bought these books. And there's a couple of them left here if you wanna there's one left, I guess. Okay, it's good. Somebody wants a copy of this. It's, it's good. It's on fasting. But I, I want to call a fast this week, just for a day. Now, you pick out the day, but I, want you to, I would like for you to fast three meals. Now, if you can't do that, fast one meal one day or another, fast three meals, however you want to do it. If you can't do that, do a Daniel fast for a few days or something where you just eat vegetables or fruit, you know, no, no meats, no sweets, no bread, something like that, the Daniel fast. But uh, I wanted to do this because we've got a prophet of God coming and we need to hear what God's got to say for us. And I know there's several of you, you're involved in decisions in your life. I know several of you have issues going on about your health. Then we need some clarity in these things. So, uh, I challenge you with that. Now, how many will say amen? amen? Well, that wasn't near as many as it was a while ago. See, it's for the body of Christ. This is a, There's no one in here that I've ever told you you had to do anything. I'm just challenging you. I'm asking you to, to be a part of the army we're talking about. And I've already repented to God about preaching, not preaching about fasting. Because I don't like it either. I'm liking it better because I know he, and I, I tell you, I just never saw it in this passage this way. Give, pray, fast. Give, pray, fast. It's been in there all the time. It's easy for me to read over. Fast, read fast. Don't, no, it meant fast. <laughs> That doesn't mean go without food. I know a man, his name is Louis. Some of you know him. He's a character around town here. Last name, well, I better not say it. 
He'd been fasting for a few days. He said, did you hear God? He said, what I heard, if I don't get something to eat, I'm going to hurt somebody. <laughs> I mean, your flesh tries us. Okay. Fasting. Fasting. Give, pray, and fast, and you will re be rewarded. You may hear a lot when you fast. You may not. But it still counts in the kingdom. It still counts in the kingdom of God. Let me give you a little more research here. Doctors research. Americans eat. I won't even ask you to guess how many pounds of sugar in a lifetime. 11,252 pounds. That's, Lord, that's five and a half tons. That's how much sugar we eat in a lifetime. Now, I've, this is really off, but I, I read this deal. This guy weighed 800 pounds. And he started losing weight to get down in shape. And you know why he did it? He was going to be a nephew. He said, I'm going to have a nephew. And I want to be able to do things with him. I thought, that wasn't even a... God convicted him or God doing something for him. He just thought, I don't know if it was his brother or sister or was going to have a child. And I want to be part of that child's life. It's interesting decisions we make for various reasons when we won't make them for our king. I'm telling you, we got to make them for the king. And uh, are you a disciple? How many, come on. Amen? You know, Jesus sent the 70 out. Well, he sent the 12 out first. And they came back and said, People got healed and we saw this. Jesus said, I saw Satan falling from heaven. And then next he sent out this he sent out 70. So when people say that's only for the twelve, <laughs> tell them to read the next chapter. Luke chapter 10, verse 9. And he told them. And heal those in it who are sick. And say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand. There still wasn't a church. We're just going around preaching the kingdom. You talk about getting out of the walls. There wasn't any walls. There wasn't any walls. Preach the kingdom. Let me pray for you. Now, I love this about John Wimber's group. They'd pray, and somebody, they saw a lot of people healed, but if they didn't, he'd say, can we pray for you again next week? And you know what? I guess I, I want to say it gripes me, but I shouldn't say it that way. People come to church and leave, and, and, and they'll say, you know, I was just hurting so bad, I, had, I couldn't stay. I said, you really thank a lot of our ministry team, I can tell. You didn't think about coming and asking the elders to pray for you. You just, I've just got to tough this out, I guess. And I understand, 
I've had needs and I forgot to ask prayer. I had him pray for me this morning, though. Ask. Ask. I mean, it's part of what Jesus said to do. Have we made it too complicated? We've just been more interested in our kingdom than his kingdom is what the answer is. Is there a test for being a disciple? <clears throat> I'm going to read you some verses. I'm not saying it's a test. I'm glad it's not the test to get into heaven. But look at uh, Mark chapter 16. Just a couple verses. Maybe three. I forgot how many. He who has believed. How many in here are believers? Amen? Okay. He who has believed and has been. How many have been baptized? Everybody been baptized? Okay. Has been baptized shall be saved. But he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. Now verse 17. These signs will accompany Accompany those who believe. Now, if that's a sign for a believer, where do you stand? Is it amen or oh me? I heard a few amens. Amen or oh me? So, where does that fit in your schedule? Where is that in your priorities? Oh, now here's a way to take it. <clears throat> That's what we pray you for, pay you for. Let me tell you, that's where you're wrong. My job is to teach you and you go do the stuff. It's time you quit telling me to go pray for Grandma and go talk to Brother George. I think you could talk to him. Why is the church not the church that we're, we read about? You know what the problem is? It's us. Is that good news or bad news? It's good news. Because, listen, if we'll face the truth, God will do His part. And I decree we're pressing into it. Why not us? There's, there's plenty here. There's more than 11. Look what they did. These signs. See, you, what if you got to heaven, that was the verses that were up there. I mean, you made heaven, but look what I should have done. Listen, I'm sick and tired of looking, letting things go by. I mean, I've saw it in business or opportunities I, that you just miss. Why did He save us? Why did He put us here? It was to be His kids. I, I believe that with all my heart of family. But we're supposed to reproduce. Reproduce. That's what we're about. Now why don't we do it? It's because we're not free. Oh, we like to sing, when the sun said free, it's free indeed. But you won't admit you're not free. But if today you'll admit you're not free, and you come up here, you can get free. 
You can call it deliverance. You can call it repenting. You can call it getting right with God. Whatever you want to. But I'm telling you, Satan can have a hold on a Christian. I heard it this way this week, or last week. I forgot. You can be tithing, faithful in church, reading your Bible, and still have a demonic stronghold in your life. But Jesus Christ come to set us free. He wants us free. That's why we won't go witness. Satan will just do a little click and you'll remember how messed up you are or something happened or you'll remember something. Jesus Christ wants us free in every area of our lives. Who first met Jesus when he came out of the tomb? It was a lady, wasn't it? Named Mary. What was her former profession before she met Jesus? She's probably a woman on the street. Of whom he cast seven demons out of. If you read through the scriptures, you find that in all kinds of stories. He came back down off the mountain. The disciples had been praying over a boy and they couldn't get him free. And said, so Jesus cast that demon out of him. They thought the boy died. Sometimes there's a manifestation, but there's normally not because you can stop those. There's been a lot of deliverance then right here at the front, and there's going to be more. My first experience of this, and I've told most of you this story. <clears throat> In the early 70s, my pastor, Brother Paul, said, listen to this. He had a cassette, and we sat and listened to it. It wasn't, wasn't a church service. And it was about a man in Kansas. And me and him and a couple other guys went up there and talked to this guy. And um, I was telling Dick the story this morning. As a kid, I heard a man preach. As a teenager, his name was Fred. And why I remember, I just only the Lord let me remember his name. Then, I'm, I'm 17, now I'm maybe 34, and we go up there, and there was Fred's daughter there. She was an alcoholic. She was up there for deliverance, but she was staying with him because she was pretty messed up. In fact, even after she'd been there, she ran off a time or two and such as. And I, I really had trouble figuring that out. Then <clears throat> the first person that we ever had come to preach, I believe, at Ascension, we were downtown, and Don Crossland came. And Don and I were driving one day, and I began telling him that story about hearing Fred preach and then seeing his daughter up there. And I, I just, well, the sins are visited down. He said, Gerald, let me tell you a story. He said, when I was a young pastor, Fred came to my church and preached. And one day when I was out, he propositioned my wife. I said, the story's getting a little clearer now how it works. 
the things you don't get set free from. See, on a good day, everything's right. I'm prayed up and right with God. But then there's a day everything just goes to hell and you just, and you're not where you ought to be with God and there you'll go, whatever it is. You, you can fall back into that thing, see. Well, those are the things I'm talking about that God wants to set us free from. Amen. And today's a good day. Amen. Today's a good day. Uh, I got delivered. I don't remember if it was that trip or if I went back up there of a spirit, and you'd never guess what it was. I had a list, but I don't remember. I guess we've lost it. One I remember. And it's, it's funny, but it's not really. Was a dirty old horse trader. And I thought, how did that man, had never seen me before, maybe it was God. Listen, God knows the secrets of your heart. He knows those things. And the church is full of people. Jesus is the Lord. And we get out there. I'll bite your head off or this or that. Or why did you do that? Or, or maybe it was that way coming up this morning. I don't know. <clears throat> it's just my flesh. It might be your thinking demon. Uh, remember Jesus well you remember the time Peter rebuked Jesus it didn't go well we're not going to let this happen to you bless God we'll handle this get behind me Satan why isn't the church what it ought to be Listen, there's things, there's the things in sickness that are demonic. We had a lady here years ago. She'd been in a car wreck. She just was here that one Sunday. Maybe she'd come with somebody. I don't know. She lived here around here. I knew her. But she came up and we prayed for her. And she got healed. I think she really got delivered of something. See, I think a lot of times in an accident... Satan will just say, hmm, I'll just get in on that. And you just think that's part of the accident. I'm not saying everything's a demon. I'm just saying there's an area in your life that you're not free. You need to let Jesus have it. But our stinking pride keeps us from coming to God. I'll just try to tough it out. I'll try harder. I'll pray harder. You might fast two or three days and get it, deliver yourself. What's it take for the church to be the church he's called us to be? That's really what I, I want to say today. These signs will accompany those who believe, who have, who have believed. These signs will. It doesn't say maybe, or this would be a good idea. It says, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. You can say that's the spiritual gifts. 
I know in the, I think it was in the, was the Hebrides revival, one of those revivals, they said the coal miners, the mules didn't know what to do because the miners that got saved, their language changed so much the mules didn't respond to them anymore. They got new tongues. They got new tongues. Whichever it worked, they got new tongues. We're supposed to be new creations in Christ when we keep waiting on God to do something in us. But he's very patient. He's been very patient with me, I promise you. But I, I know... Dixie and I have made several visits, went places to hear people speak and be prayed for. And usually when I have get around an apostle or someone I, I think right, I'll, I'll ask them to pray for me. What do you see? I'm telling you, this stuff can get back on you. It can get on you. You just hang around in the in the pit, and I know some of you work in places where you, it's tough and you hear a lot of stuff and you need to keep your armor on. We're in the world, but we're not to be of the world. We're to be salt and light. <clears throat> and Tommy, I bless you in that. I, I know he's, he told me about being in a place and said, oh, I'm sorry, because they know that he stands for Christ. And I've had them do that. Look, you need to be worried about God, not me. I've had them, oh, I don't smoke around you. No, you just blow it on God all the time, you know. <laughs> but I mean, th there's all kinds of strongholds. It's, there's all kinds. There's anger. I mean, if the church would just be, everybody would just forgive everybody, it would change everybody, a lot of things. If people just go pay everybody they've run out on, it would change a lot of things. I mean, God wants, He knows how many hairs on our head. He, he's intimate with us. It's easier for me to want to spend time with you than it is with Him. Because it's something you've, you've got to take time to do. There is no easy fix in this. What did it cost him? Now, somebody comes to me complaining, and I said, let me see your hands. I don't see any nail holes. It hasn't got that bad yet. He says, I will make a way for you. We are more than overcomers. But we live with a... Oh, you know, it's... We just talk about the stuff in the past. We just puke it on everybody. And it's, it's a pity party. Get over it. Get over it. If you can't get somebody to help you, let us, we'll pray that demon out of you. Get over it. Be healed. Spirit, soul, and body. We're a three-part person. And we, got, we get messed up early. 
That's why Bill Gothard's seminars years ago, it was, he called them basic youth conflicts. Most of them are wounds. They, they can start real early. I'm, I understand there's wounds for adults too, but a lot of the strongholds happen. I'm, I'm sorry if, if your parents didn't raise you to be Christians. I'm sorry if, for the abuse that's happened. But God wants to set you free from it. It wasn't God's idea. He didn't cause that to happen. And he's given you a way out if you'll accept it. But our stinking pride. I promise you I repent of pride. But Jesus wants to set us free. Fasting's a good stronghold. But I'm telling you, I believe that the power of God is here to save, heal, or deliver. The gospel has not changed. God is still on the throne. There's panic around, but he wants you to be so full of him that you can walk on with him regardless of what happens to you. He is still the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is who he says he is. And he didn't save you just to leave you to be a grouch and grumble and have to just, every day it's just a wreck of some kind of trying to make it. Where's the joy in the Christian life? Joy and just being real. It's, it's not based on what you know, but on who you are. Who you are. But let me tell you, you are, God sees you a lot better than you see yourself. But He wants you free. He loves us, strongholds or not. He loves us. But there's times we've got to make a move in things. Well, I guess if he wants me free of this, I'll be free of it. I guess if he wants you to eat, he'll just feed you. You just wait till he feeds you. A day or two, you'll make a move. <laughs> Lord, you're just so good. You're so good. Listen, we, we've got the Word. We've got the Holy Spirit. We've, we claim to have these things and yet we're not free. We don't, I don't know whether I really trust you or not. You can say that about your boss, your spouse, your kids, or whatever. Where's, that, where's the trust at? You know what I can do? I trust the Jesus that's in her. She trusts the Jesus that's in me. Have I ever failed her? Yes, I've failed her. But Jesus has never failed her. We've got to have some trust. We've got to have trust. We've got to have trust in Him. That He is who He says He is. He will do what He says He'll do. If we'll avail ourselves to Him. Christianity is more than coming to church. It's more than hearing the Word. It's being a doer of the Word. The church Dick talked about 
where I got him to speak in, and that was a true story he, t he told. <laughs> I said, we said about where Austin is on those two chairs. I wanted, I got closer to front. It was just easier to walk to the altar from there than it was from the back. Listen, I've been on that side longer than I've been on this side. I understand. And I really thought when we went through that trip of going to Kansas and meeting that brother, I really thought that was the ministry we were going to have. But listen, that is, that's a part of the ministry. That's just like soul winning or getting somebody filled with the Spirit. That's another part. These are all parts. It's like trying to describe what a wife does around the house. <clears throat> Dixie's back was so sore, I got cleaning out the dishwasher for emptying. She's got dishes hidden places. I can't believe there's that many dishes and they've all got it. They've got to go in a certain place. I didn't know we had so many cabinets. And there's still places I don't know anything about. And it's, if it's not just right, they won't all go in there. I mean, there is a time and place. God's got a plan and a purpose. And He loves us so much, He wants to set us free. Deliverance is a part of it. Why, why won't you go witness to somebody? Oh, I'm, I'm afraid. Oh, he didn't call me to that. Oh, that's not my gift. That won't stand the test in heaven. Let me read that verse again. Maybe it said that. These signs will accompany those who believe. Oh, it didn't say anything about your gift. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Oh, here's one. They will pick up serpents. That means deal with your demonic issues. That's what that's talking about. You don't have to go pick up snakes. There's enough around. Come on. That's not the test. The test might be, let me do, help you. Now, you probably just don't need to go tell somebody I want to deliver you. That don't work good. <laughs> When somebody wants you to help them, you can deliver them. I tried it on Dixie when I come home that trip. It didn't go good. <laughs> what about healing the sick? Have you even ever thought about you might need to get some deliverance? God, the kingdom of God is about power. It's not about the, he said it's not in words, but it's in power. Then he says in Romans 14, 17 the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but it's righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit that's what we want but we've got to be free to get there 
<clears throat> Lord, we just bless you and thank you. We just thank you, Lord. One of my favorite verses is 2 Corinthians 4.19 says, Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God was in Christ. You mean we crucified God? Why? So mankind would have a right to come to God if they chose to. And it's still that way. And many Christians choose, I think I've got enough to get me to heaven. That's good enough. No, he said, I've called you and chose you. That you'd go forth and bear fruit and that that fruit would remain. We want to believe we're called. We want to believe we're chosen. But you want me to do that? No, we'll help you get trained if you need some training. We'll help you. But let me tell you, you're called and we're going to stand before God someday. Come on. What does he get? Why is he giving us these things? Why has he called us? Where, where are your friends and neighbors? Where are they at? I just see them every day, but I hadn't had time to talk to them. Come on, let's stand up. Lord, I just thank you that you're so faithful with us. And Lord, I decree and declare that your spirit is here. And where the Spirit is, there's supposed to be liberty. And the Spirit is here today to save the lost. If you need to be healed, you need to be filled with the Spirit, I challenge you to come today. And if you know you've got something in your life that needs to go out, you need to come today. We want to we want to face the issues. We want to be the church God's called us to be. And Father, that's my declaration to you. That you've called us and you've chosen us for this purpose. That we'd go forth and bear fruit. And that fruit would remain. Lord, I just thank you. Somebody give Jesus praise. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. And if you're not where you can praise Him, you need to come down here. Because if you're, if you're not praising God, you're not free. If you're not free to raise your hands to God, you're not free. You need to come and get free this morning. Come on. Tommy and Erica, Angie, Rob are going to pray. I'm going to pray for Jesus. Uh -huh.
on any others we want to pray for this brother and when we get finished pray for him Jeff wants to be part of our group I love that music. I love those strings. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's drawn. 
freedom. Freedom. I pray Holy Ghost conviction that, Lord, you show us the areas what you want to do. Spirit's moving through the land. Reach out and touch him while you can. Alan, you know Jeff? He works in the park stuff.
I want you to meet Jeff Cooper. Jeff, stand here and face the group. I want to pray for him. He wants to be part of our fellowship. And I, I bless him. Lord, I thank you for Jeff. Holy Spirit of God, I thank you what you're doing in his life. We need to pray his wife into the kingdom. And Lord, I bring him to you. He's got a heart to go after you. And Lord, we bless him and receive him into this fellowship this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Any words or anything this morning? Sixteenth chapter of Matthew. I've been thinking about this for new members. Uh, you know, they come and ask. Uh, you know, who do you say that the Son of Man is? Who do you say Jesus is? And some are calling him John the Baptist, Elijah. But he said, "Who do you say?" And Peter said, "You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God." And he goes on down and he says, "Upon this revelation, Peter." That's how I build my church. And so that's what you're, are you coming today and saying that you believe that Jesus is the Messiah? Jesus is the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So that's really, that's right. And so that's what church membership is. It's built on that revelation. So you are a part and you're part of this fellowship. So we welcome you. Okay. I've had this like burning in me all service and wasn't quite sure the proper way to come up and do it. But um, this morning the Lord was showing me out of Philippians 3 saying, um, forgetting what is behind. Forgetting what is behind. So important because sometimes, I mean, it's fear too. It's fear of people not accepting. It's the, and in that, wrapped in that, is forgetting what is behind. And the only way we can do that is through the power of the resurrection, the power of Jesus, the blood of Jesus that covers yesterday. It, co it covers a second ago. <laughs> you know, it covers everything. But it also says, and straining towards what's ahead. And straining, that takes a lot. You know, it's, it's a lot of action. It's pushing. Some, some say pushing, some say straining, but it takes a lot of work. And so we have to get our minds on Christ and press forward in it. Because you know, see, Paul, he was a murderer. He didn't actually do it with his own hand. It's, he was worse than a murderer because he caused others to murder. And, but he's the one that's saying this. I forget what's behind. And that's what holds us back from being all that God has called us to be, the thing you're talking about today, to be delivered from yesterday and to press on, to strain towards tomorrow. And that's what I felt for today. Someone else? Since I arrived today, God's been putting it on my heart to rededicate my business to Him in such a powerful way. Saturday, uh, Friday night at a bronc riding 
that I photograph all the time. God just blessed me and three people saw that God had his hand on my business. And I just want to glorify him with that and rededicate my business to him. He has given me such a passion for photography and the people he puts in my path are blessed and are blessings to me and to him. And I just want to rededicate that to him. Lord, we decree that over. We, we bless her in that. In Jesus' name. He's doing all you believe him to do. Oh, absolutely. He has just increased my equipment in photography. It used to be about the photographer. Now it really is also about the equipment. And he just keeps giving and giving and touching lives. And can't wait to see where else he takes me. I'm just so thankful. I just got a quick testimony. Um, two or three weeks ago, I, I had to go to Connecticut for my yearly conference for work. And um, honestly, what she was saying, Angie, I, I had so much fear on me. And um, I was actually uh, elected to speak this year. I've been going to this event every year for I don't know, probably 15 years or so. And um, when I was about 18 or 19, I started at another company. And it was in Tulsa. And, uh, the gentleman Dean um, I texted him and just asked him you know hey you think you could come and this is a long it was in Connecticut he had to fly there and everything and when I was there I it just I had so much fear because um, my daughter my youngest daughter got really sick and I had to leave the convention and take her to the urgent care and see what's going on because I care you know I care about my family I want to make sure they're good I didn't know if I was going to be able to come back and still speak or not. And then I just had that fear. They're not going to let me come back and ever speak. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then it came upon my wife. And then it came upon me. And I've, I don't even know the last time I've been sick. It's been years. And it was on the same day.